Friends, before I jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a new guided journal from Sarah Powers, my friend and co-host at the Mom Hour podcast, and myself. It's called the Mother's Gratitude Journal, an easy guide to capturing everyday joys and milestone moments. And it's a beautifully designed journal with easy and fun prompts for moms at every stage of parenting who want to capture what this moment of their lives are like and maybe reframe some of the more difficult parts so they can find the joy amid all that chaos. So Sarah and I know that traditional Dear Diary style journaling can be overwhelming or just not that interesting when every day seems just like the one before. And this journal is the answer. No overthinking, just grab it, open to a prompt, and quickly record your thoughts and memories. The journal came out on March 5th, so this is a great time to grab a few copies to have on hand for baby showers, Mother's Day gifts, and of course, one for yourself. Just go to themomhour.com journal to find some links, or you can look at your local independent bookstore or wherever you buy books. Again, that's the Mother's Gratitude Journal, an easy guide to capturing everyday joys and milestone moments. What is hospitality? If you go by what Instagram would tell us, it might seem that being a good host means having lots of money to spend on decor and guest accommodations, hopefully great lighting, and if you're lucky, the skills of a professional chef or food stylist. But what if true hospitality, the kind that makes people feel welcome and comfortable, doesn't have to cost a lot of money or require a ton of space or skill? In this episode of The Tea's Made, we're going to be talking about true hospitality, the art of welcoming people in and making them feel loved, accepted, and at home. That's really what hospitality is all about, and I truly believe that no matter the size or layout of your space or how much money you have, you can extend that feeling of comfort to guests, whether it's for a few hours, a few days, or even for several weeks. I'm going to be sharing some of my tips for showing up just as you are as a host, how to make your guests stay more comfortable, and I'll also share some tips for caring for yourself as a host too. And that's another really important aspect of hospitality that I think often gets overlooked. I'll also share a few recipes and ideas for crowd-pleasing food and drinks. Come on in, get comfy, and get ready to make your guests feel really welcome. It's all in this episode of The Tea's Made. Hi friends, you're listening to The Tea's Made, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm Megan Francis, a writer, mom of five, and a lover of books, walks in the forest, cozy blankets, and of course, steaming cups of tea. This podcast is your chance to step out of the busyness of everyday life and find some calm and connection with cozy conversations about everything from natural wellness and self-care to creating comforting rituals and routines in your home and family life. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about beverages as well, including my very favorite beverage, tea. So take a moment to pour a cup of your favorite drink and pull up a chair. The tea's made, and I'm so glad you're here with me. Okay, everybody, I am going to share the tea I am drinking right now. I'm drinking Turmeric Bliss from Tazo Teas. So you know I love loose leaf tea, but there is a time and a place for everything, and I'm actually traveling this week. I'm recording this from the apartment above my family's bookstore in northern Michigan. And sometimes bag teas just make a lot of sense. They're easy to find at the store and I don't have to worry about carrying my strainer with me everywhere I go. So turmeric bliss is an herbal. It's technically not really even a tea, but a tisane. But since most people call herbal tisanes teas these days, I'm going to try not to be obnoxious about it here. 
and just call it an herbal tea. Anyway, turmeric bliss is really yummy. It's a little bit sweet. It's bright and citrusy. It has a lot of flavor. So if you're someone who's trying to get turned on to herbals, but sometimes find that they're just a little bit too weak tasting for you, this is a great one to try. Also, turmeric has so many health benefits, and this tea is easy to find in grocery stores. I've even seen it in drugstores. It's also a great tea to have for guests because it's really approachable. And of course, having some bagged teas around just makes it that much more likely that your guests are going to feel comfortable helping themselves to a cup. So definitely try that out. Turmeric Bliss from Tazo, and I will link that up in the show notes as well. Okay, hospitality. This is one of my favorite topics. It's also an area I will admit I currently feel a bit rusty. There was a time years ago when my home was the go-to spot for my friends and for my family, whether it was just hanging out in the kitchen or having a big holiday party. And yeah, getting divorced definitely hampered my party spirit for a while. And then my life has just gotten kind of complicated by all the changes happening over the past several years. But my life is calming down and I am finding myself in the mood to start hosting other people again. And I'm looking for opportunities to open up our home to others. Also, I know going into the holidays, a lot of you are probably thinking about hosting right now, maybe dreading it, Uh, maybe looking forward to it and just trying to figure out how to make it work better in your space and thinking about how to be a gracious host, but also a sane host. So today I'm gonna be sharing some of the things I believe about what's important when you're hosting guests, what's maybe not as important as we would believe And I'll share some of my favorite tips for making people comfortable, some lessons I've learned along the way, and also some recipes that I think are just crowd pleasers and things that are good to have on hand when you have people in the house. But before we jump into those tips and ideas, I do want to share a couple of quotes that really sum up how I feel about being a good host or hostess. Uh, The first quote is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it is, the ornament of a house is the friends who frequent it. And the second is a longstanding favorite of mine um, from Maya Angelou. And it's people will forget what you said, forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So neither of those quotes are actually directly about hosting or hospitality, which is kind of why I like them, because they're really just about uh, making people feel good, making people feel comfortable. The first one from Emerson, the ornament of a house is the friends who frequent it. To me, it really sums up the idea that the decor in your house, like how up to date it is, whether your kitchen is new or whatever, um, is really not what makes your house beautiful and comfortable and homey. It is the friends who frequent it or maybe the family who frequents it. I think that's really important to keep in mind. And both of those quotes are sentiments I try to live by. And what I really want to talk about right now is that I think sometimes we conflate hospitality with like the trappings of hospitality, maybe the spread on the table or the guest bedroom or how company ready we think our house is in terms of cleanliness or size or space. And those can all be great things. I think decorating for guests or setting up cozy guest quarters, um, cooking for guests, like all of those things can be really fun and great. But Before we get to that, those gestures of hospitality, I want to talk for a minute about what I think being a good host really requires, because it's simpler than I think we often believe. I don't think it requires a ton of money or a beautifully decorated space or an updated space or a large space or a guest suite. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, It also doesn't require you to be an amazing cook or to be able to decorate interesting tables. 
those are like the cherry on top, right? But they're not a requirement. And I think if you go to other people's homes and think about the times you felt the most welcome or the most homey in someone else's home, it's probably not because they're doing all of those things. Maybe there's one area where they really excel, um, but probably not all of them and maybe none of them. Maybe actually what they're really great at is just including you in conversation or making sure there's a place for your kids to hang out where they can be comfortable so that you can have a good time or any number of things that can really help us extend hospitality to our guests that really have nothing to do with those trappings or decor or food or any of that. Hospitality is really about making people feel comfortable and seen. It's about opening up space to them. So that can mean putting up a friend for a week, or it might just mean someone drops by and you offer them a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and your attention for an hour. Those are both ways that we can be hospitable. And the way that we make people feel comfortable and important is really the crucial key. Okay, friends, I got my pair of Uptown loafers from our sponsor, Vionic, and I just had to tell you about them. They're cute and classic and really lightweight, and they do actually pack flat. I am definitely going to be taking these on all my spring travels, and I can see myself wearing them with everything from jeans and trousers to dresses and maybe a little later on shorts. I got them in camel leather, but they come in 12 different colors. The Uptown Loafer is part of the Vionic Vitals collection, which features some of their most versatile daily styles. And of course, you know you can count on your Vionics to be super comfortable, stable, and supportive. Use code TEASEMADE at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That code's good for a one-time use only at vionicshoes.com, and again, you're going to get 15% off your entire order. I'll also have a link to that offer on my shop page, and you can find that in the show notes. Again, the code is TEASEMADE, T-E-A-S-M-A-D-E, at vionicshoes.com. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, so I'm going to share some specific ways that I try to create a feeling of warmth and hospitality when I have guests. Um, most of these are not expensive. <laughs> Many of them are practically free or things that you probably are already doing and maybe can just do slightly differently to be a bit more gracious to your guests. So the first one might seem obvious and that's to be prepared with the things people need. But I really want to focus here on the things people really need that I think are often overlooked when we're scrambling around to make like an impressive meal or to have our house seem really clean. Um, we might forget about things like making sure there's enough toilet paper in every bathroom and that it's in a place that's really easy to find. Nobody wants to be the guest who uses up the last roll and can't find another one. Um, that can be really uncomfortable. And I also recommend having some cleaning products that are easy to find because you just never know what kind of mishap someone might have in the restroom that they don't want to have to go call anyone else's attention to. Having some paper towels and spray cleaner under the sink or in another place that's really easy to find can be just such a nice gesture that you'll probably never even know someone took advantage of, but can really mean a lot to a guest. Along the same line, if you're going to be having a lot of people using the same bathroom over a short period of time, or even if it's over several days, if you've got maybe like a large family sharing your space, you could have like a little stack of hand towels and then a basket so people can toss them once they're done. 
I know that ostensibly hand towels are being used just to dry clean hands, but people have different levels of comfort with sharing hand towels other people have used. And I think having always an option of a new fresh dry towel can be really nice. I don't personally love using paper towels for that kind of thing. I'm just trying to reduce the amount of paper I use in my home. But like I said, a little stack of inexpensive hand towels, they will get used in many other ways in your home having them available for people. And then again, having an obvious place where they can toss them when they're done so that it's not that awkward. Like, what do I do with this now? I really like to offer an assortment of beverages and an easy way to self-serve them with whatever fixings people might want. So I'm a tea drinker. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do try to have some kind of coffee situation on hand for guests who drink coffee, whether that is a kettle and a French press or some other easy way for someone to serve themselves. And I think that the the real key here is make it easy. People have very different levels of comfort with rummaging through a host's kitchen or pantry to find things like creamers or sugar or tea bags or whatever it might be. And I think having it all out in one place where people can just easily get their own is really great. Even if you're just hosting for a few hours, You never know when someone might find themselves in the kitchen looking to refill their coffee or they need a little more cream or whatever it is. Make it easy. And I also like to have several non-alcoholic options that are fun. So sparkling water is one. There are other great NA drinks that you can offer. I will link some of those up in the show notes, but I've got a lot of great options there. Enough bedding, extra blankets, extra pillows. If you have them, I'm not saying you need to go out and buy pillows of every shape, size and thickness. But if you already have some in your house, it's nice to corral them, put some clean pillowcases on them and have them available because people do have different preferences. Some people really need a couple of pillows to be comfortable. I really appreciate having a second pillow. So that's just something to keep in mind. I don't think you need to go out and buy it. Um, I just think if you've already got some pillows floating around in a closet someplace, put pillowcases on them and put them in the sleeping space so that your guests have options. Same thing with some extra blankets folded up. I don't think you have to go out and buy them, but you probably have some throw blankets or extra comforters or things like that someplace in your house that you could make available to guests. Okay, privacy. I think this is one of the most overlooked aspects of hosting and it can be really tricky. So if you don't have like a guest suite um, or even a guest room, if you're in a limited space, you might be thinking, well, how am I supposed to offer privacy to my guests? I guess I would say just keep in mind that privacy doesn't necessarily have to mean a completely private space. It doesn't have to mean your guests have their own bathroom, for example. It doesn't even have to mean they have their own bedroom with a door that shuts. You might have guests in your living room or a den or a kid's bedroom. But I still think it's possible to provide a sense of privacy by the way you interact with that space. So if it were me and I had a guest in my living room, I might try to stay out of that space for a few hours a day. I might make sure things like the shades are drawn at night. If I had small kids, that the kids know to stay out of their things, things like that. And you can also kind of remove yourself from the situation to create that sense of privacy. So maybe you know there's no really good way to help a space that your guests are in feel separate from the rest of the house, but you don't necessarily have to be in that space. You can hang out in your bedroom for a few hours in the morning to give them a little more quiet, or you can hang out in your office, or you can leave for a little while. I think sometimes we feel like as hosts, we have to be 
available and on to our guests 24-7. But actually, I think guests are looking for a way to kind of escape as well. And they really might want their privacy and their downtime and might welcome some time every day when they don't have to be on and that they can just be a little more themselves. So just thinking about things like lighting, other people using the space, other people entering the space. What are the ways that you can help whatever space they're in, even if it's a totally central place in your home, feel a little more cozy and a little less trafficked during their stay? One last thought on this, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how to take care of yourself as a host, which I also think is so important. But just keep in mind that guests in your home may not see things that are obvious to you, or they may not feel comfortable interacting with your home in a way that would be obvious to you. So I brought up pulling the shades earlier. Your guests might not feel comfortable doing that. They might feel like that's an area of your house that they should not touch or that they should ask permission to mess with. So I find that just saying, hey, do you want these shades down? Or hey, do you want me to turn this lamp on and turn the overhead lights off? Or something like that, especially if they're in a space that doesn't really feel like it's just their own space. If they're in a den or a living area or something like that, you might have to kind of make it obvious that the space is really theirs to use the way they want. And I would also extend that to making it really clear that they're welcome to go in the kitchen and get a drink if they want to. If that's the kind of environment you want to create for your guests, you might just have to really spell that out. I think it can really come into play when it's things like getting extra bedding altering the lighting, altering the curtains and shades, messing with the television. If it's okay with you, if they get onto your streaming services, you might want to point that out. It might not be obvious to them. And that can really help guests feel like the space is theirs to use as they please while they're in your home, which can really help create that sense of hominess and privacy and comfort that we are trying to create as hosts. Okay, friends, I got my pair of Uptown Loafers from our sponsor, Vionic. And I just had to tell you about them. They're cute and classic and really lightweight, and they do actually pack flat. I am definitely going to be taking these on all my spring travels, and I can see myself wearing them with everything from jeans and trousers to dresses and maybe a little later on shorts. I got them in camel leather, but they come in 12 different colors. The Uptown Loafer is part of the Vionic Vitals collection, which features some of their most versatile daily styles. And of course, you know you can count on your Vionics to be super comfortable, stable, and supportive. Use code TEASEMADE at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That code's good for a one-time use only at vionicshoes.com, and again, you're going to get 15% off your entire order. I'll also have a link to that offer on my shop page, and you can find that in the show notes. Again, the code is TEASEMADE, T-E-A-S-M-A-D-E, at bionicshoes.com. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, so by now you've probably heard that stress is bad for your sleep and bad for your body, but did you know the effects of stress can show up on your skin too? Dullness, dryness, and a loss of firmness can all be signs of stressed or tired skin, And maybe you're noticing a little of that after the craziness of the holiday. That's why I'm so excited to share a brand new product from my partner and favorite skincare brand, Osea. It's their new Collagen Dream Night Cream, an overnight bioretinol moisturizer, and the first night cream that's been clinically proven to reduce the effects of stress on skin. 
Osea is a clean, vegan skincare brand, and this product leans on botanicals like blue-green microalgae, plant-derived collagen, wild lavender, and a super plant called King of Bitters to deliver real results that won't irritate your skin or add more chemicals you'd rather avoid. I have been using Collagen Dream for a few weeks, and now I won't even travel without it. It's a rich, hydrating cream that feels and smells wonderful going on, and within a few weeks of using it, I could already see improvements in my skin. To learn more about Collagen Dream and Osea's entire line of products, head to oseamalibu.com and be sure to use my code TEASEMADE at checkout for 10% off your order. Again, that's the code TEASEMADE at oseamalibu.com. Okay, now I'm going to share a few ways I have learned over the years to take care of myself as a host. And I will say this is something I wasn't always great at in the past where I haven't really attended to my own needs as a host. And I think that just makes it harder for everyone to have a good time, including your guests, because they're really going to pick up on your feelings and your mood and maybe any frazzledness you're carrying around. So I have a couple of tips to share. So if you're just hosting for a few hours, that's very different from if you're hosting for several days. So I'm going to talk first about sort of what we more typically think of as entertaining, maybe having a party or a gathering that lasts just a few hours. So my first piece of advice, and I know this is really hard, but it is please try not to compare your food or your skills or your decor or the updatedness of your home uh, to anything you see on the internet. I need this reminder too. So this is for both of us. Um, But remember, so much of that content you're seeing is created by professionals. They have great photography skills. This is their job. Maybe they're a skilled editor. Maybe they have access to skilled editors. Maybe they're professional food stylists. I mean, you really just don't know. It probably took them hours to create that 15-second reel that you're consuming. Your friends are not comparing you to that influencer on Instagram. So please, let's just not do that to ourselves. Here's one more piece of advice. If you're having a party, don't arrive early to your own party. And this is something that's taken me a long time to learn. And what I mean by don't arrive early is if you can help it is try to be done with the majority of the decorating or the food prep like an hour or 45 minutes before the party starts so that you can escape and go get yourself ready. And then you can kind of come back out like, five minutes before the party starts and just put the finishing touches on things. Maybe get the drinks out or start putting the food out or however your party's going to go. You know what you kind of have to do right before the guests get there. But if you're doing those things 15 to 20 minutes before the guests get there, but you haven't gotten yourself ready yet or use the bathroom or any of those things, it's a really good chance you're going to have some early arrivers and then you're stuck. Then you're going to be settling everybody in and maybe you're never going to have a chance to go put mascara on or change your shoes or whatever it is. I like to have someone else be in charge of greeting those early arrivers. Maybe somebody who doesn't have as much to do with the actual planning of the party and maybe someone who doesn't feel as obligated to entertain those early arrivers as you might. So like an older kid, um, a friend, maybe your spouse or partner. Just have someone on hand who can hand them a drink, show them to the sofa, whatever it is to make them feel comfortable and settled in, but so that it doesn't have to be you doing it. Then you can go ahead and get yourself ready and walk out closer to when it's scheduled to start. 
Okay, so those are some thoughts if you're just entertaining for a few hours. But then there are times when you're going to be having guests in your house who are staying overnight or maybe for a few days or even a longer period of time. And I think this is where it can get really tricky and having some conversations ahead of time is so helpful. I've definitely put myself in situations in the past where I really haven't attended to my own needs or I've encouraged guests to stay longer than I really had the capacity for. I think that part of being a good host is really being honest with ourselves about what we can handle, how long we can handle it, and what boundaries we might need to put around, you know, hosting. Some of that can have to do with the length of the stay. I think some of it can be use of the space. If a guest is going to be taking over a kid's bedroom, that might work for a weekend, but might not work when the kids are back in school, just as an example. So I guess the first step is just before that offer gets extended or even talked about, it's a really good idea to have a conversation with your spouse, with your kids, with yourself, and just really be honest with yourself about what you can graciously offer. And then also sometimes it's okay to offer a hybrid option. So you could save a friend or a family member some money by letting them stay with you for a few days. But then maybe when your kids are back in school, if they're staying in the area longer, maybe that's when they get a hotel or move on to another family member's house. I think it's totally okay to say, hey, here's what I'm able to offer, even if that doesn't 100% jive with what they need or their plans. You're just being really honest about what you're able to do. And I think that can really help keep you in a hospitable mood during this day and actually help you be a better host while your guests are in your home. I also think it's really important to give yourself some privacy. Again, I think we feel this pressure to be totally on all the time that we have other people in our homes. But like I said a little earlier, your guests probably would love some privacy and downtime. One way to give that to them is to remove yourself from the premises, remove yourself from the situation. Hosting can be fun, but it can also be really draining. So as you're giving your guest space, you can also give yourself some downtime and then you can be more attentive when you're around. So you might run errands. You might take yourself to the coffee shop for an hour or two to get some quiet. I think that is totally okay. No one needs to know what you're doing. It's You don't have to feel like you're on call for the people that are in your home. They probably don't want you to be. They probably want some of their own downtime and privacy too. Hi, everyone. I hope you are loving the new feel and, of course, the new name of this podcast. And I wanted to let you know that I've also renamed my private community for women in the same spirit. That community is now called the Tea Circle, and it's even more focused on fostering intimate conversation and real connection in a social media free space where you can feel safe to share what's happening in your life. With weekly creativity circles and regular special events for learning and fun, there's a way for everyone to learn, connect, and belong. Join now to jump in on our holiday Friendsgiving party that's coming up on November 16th, and you will learn to make the perfect pie crust while you chat with new friends. That's the Tea Circle, and you can find it at theteacircle.mn.co, or just go to the show notes for this episode and click the link. I hope to see you there. Okay, so before we wrap up, I just want to give a couple of food and drink ideas. These are tried and true for me, definite crowd pleasers. I believe all of the things I'm going to talk about today can be sourced 100% or close to that at Aldi, which I love because shopping at Aldi is a great way to host events without spending a lot of money. 
So the first thing I love to have when I have guests, and this is something I might mix up a little bit and put out every afternoon or every evening before dinner is made in a slightly different arrangement, but a big charcuterie and cheese plate. You can get several kinds of cheese, maybe some kid-friendly ones like cheddar or Colby Jack, and then some more fancy adult ones like Breeze or Camembert or maybe a sharper cheddar. There are so many different kinds of cheeses to choose from, and you can go to a local cheese shop and have them help you pick some out. But you can also get this kind of thing pretty inexpensively at Aldi, and they have a great selection. Aldi also has fun things like olives and different nuts. You can get honeys and preserves, meats, fruit, Uh, berries. Like there's so many different ways to make a charcuterie or cheese plate. And I feel like if you mix it up a little bit every day, you're going to look like this amazingly creative host, but it's really, really easy. I also love to make a fun punch. This is something that you can make non-alcoholic and let everyone just kind of doctor it up the way they'd like to. So I'm going to give you a really basic recipe, but you can modify this however you'd like. You can make it non-alcoholic. You can spike it if you'd like. You can just offer people different items to add to it. So this is a cider punch and it's two parts apple cider to one part cranberry juice or orange juice, one part soda water and one part ginger beer if that's non-alcoholic or ginger ale. If you're using ginger ale, you might not need that soda water. I like it because I feel like it takes some of that sweetness out. Um, Cider and juice and all those things can be really sweet when they're all kind of mixed together. And I like to cut that a little bit with soda water. You can also use Prosecco in place of the soda if you're making this just for adults or if you want to have a non-alcoholic version and then give people options for spiking it. Rum and bourbon both mix really well with this. And you can also add things like star anise or cinnamon sticks to make it more festive. I think people really love to doctor up their own drinks. So if you wanted to, you could even just put the different juices out. Start with just the apple cider, ginger beer and soda water and then let people add their own juices. That can be a really fun idea too. Lastly, I am going to share one of my favorite crowd pleasers. So it's a really easy, creamy potato au gratin. I am sharing this one today because first of all, it's perfect for holiday gatherings. So if you're planning to have a side for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or just to have people over this winter, it's a really creamy, comforting dish. Um, But also this is the kind of food that just gets better the next day and the day after that. So I might actually make two dishes of this, one that can be enjoyed when you all sit down together to eat and another one that can just sit in the fridge and get kind of picked away at over the week. And I think this is a great dish to have on hand when you're hosting because it's really easy. Like your family can just pull it out, pop the top off of the casserole dish, scoop some out on a plate and heat it up for themselves. So to make this, you're going to have three pounds of red potatoes, the kind with the thin skin, wash those and slice them super thin leave the skin on and just slice them with a knife. If you have a mandolin, you can use it, but I just usually use a really sharp knife for this and get it as thin as I can. I even like it when the slices are slightly different thicknesses because then some get really creamy, like almost falling apart texture. And then some are a little more chewy, which I really like. You're going to get a block of Gouda cheese, like seven to eight ounces, shred it up and then divide it in half. You'll need half a stick of butter, eight to 10 cloves of garlic minced up. I usually err on the side of more garlic, one and a half cups of heavy cream, some salt and pepper. You're going to butter or grease a nine by 13 baking dish and preheat your oven to 325. Um, Melt that butter and then saute the garlic in it. And then you're just going to layer half of the potatoes in the bottom of the dish, sprinkle that half of the Gouda cheese on top of that, then top with the other half of the potatoes, 
pour on that butter and garlic mixture and you're going to put the salt and pepper to taste like about a teaspoon salt and maybe half a teaspoon of black pepper. But I tend to be pretty relaxed with those measurements. Um, and then you're going to mix that together and pour all of that over the top of the potatoes, sprinkle the rest of the cheese on top, and then you're going to bake that for probably about an hour and 20 minutes. Wait until that cheese gets really nice and bubbly and brown and about an hour and 20 should probably do it. I love this dish. It tastes so good hot out of the oven, but it also tastes amazing the next day and the day after. And you can just let your guests keep picking at it. I also love to have something like this kind of in reserve for leftovers. So let's say you had a really traditional Thanksgiving dinner with a turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and all that. And a day or two later, you've still got a bunch of turkey, but you're out of stuffing and mashed potatoes. You can pull out this potatoes au gratin and you basically have a whole new meal. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode of The Tea's Made. I've had so much fun talking about hospitality and hosting with you, and I hope it's encouraged you to maybe open up your home to some friends and family this year. Or if you were already planning to do that and kind of dreading it, I hope it helps you think about hosting in a slightly different way. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.